I am so excited to announce that the doors to Panic to Peace are open. This is my signature program where over the course of 10 weeks, I walk you through how to actually change your relationship with anxiety, like how to get the thoughts, the symptoms, panic attacks, and fears to stop popping up and making all the decisions for you and limiting you in your life. And I help you to actually start living and experiencing lots more peace, joy, and freedom. And just a heads up, spots are limited and doors are closing this Wednesday, September 13th. So if you're ready to reclaim your life and finally create that healthy relationship with anxiety, I want you to head to the link in the show notes and I will hopefully see you on the inside. Welcome to a Healthy Push podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. Let's talk about exposure therapy. And I just have to tell you, as I sat down to work on this episode and to write my outline, I thought to myself, dang, this is the first episode where I'm really diving into this specific topic and I can't believe I've waited this long because this is something that I work so closely with my students and my clients on and it's something that I'm so passionate about and I love doing. I love helping people to face fear and to create a healthy relationship with it and anxiety and to allow themselves to see just how capable they are. So I am really excited, I'm sure you can tell, to share my thoughts with you on exposure therapy and to share some really helpful insights and some tips with you. But before I dive in and I answer the million dollar question of do I have to do exposures in order to recover, I first want to provide a little disclaimer and an intro to this episode. So some of what I share here might not be traditional or typical ideas that you've heard surrounding exposure therapy, but it doesn't in any way mean that I'm against exposure therapy. I truly believe it's a really helpful and a really essential tool for anxiety recovery. I just believe that exposure work maybe doesn't have to look how you've been told it has to. I definitely have my own unique approach and my own unique thoughts, and I hope that what I share here is incredibly helpful to you. So let's first start with what exposure therapy is. So it's literally facing the things you fear, right? But usually, more simply put, it's facing fear. It's truly facing the feelings that come along with the anxiety that you feel in certain places and situations. So I often say it's not really about driving the car. It's not really about getting on public transportation. It's not really about going into the big bright store or being home alone or going to the restaurant or whatever it is. It's actually about facing and working through the discomfort and that fear that you feel when you're in these places and situations. So I think it's just really important to highlight this because I think people often translate exposure therapy as I have to go, I have to do, it's about driving, it's about going places, it's about forcing myself to do things. We'll get more into all of that, but really exposure therapy is about facing fear and creating a healthy relationship with that fear. 
So an important place that I want to start with all of this is by sharing that I believe there are two parts of anxiety recovery. There's exposure work, which is really that work of creating a healthy response to your emotions and really facing the fear and creating a healthy relationship with that fear and anxiety. But there's also a second part. And the second part is just as important as the first one. And it's really about creating a healthy relationship with yourself. And you might be like, Shannon, what the heck do you mean by creating a healthy relationship with myself? And it really means learning how to take care of yourself and support yourself in healthy ways, like you do for the people you love and you care for. So to give you some examples, it means working on self-acceptance and self-love, And it means healing things that you've maybe been running from or hurt that you've been avoiding feeling. It means setting boundaries with yourself and others and being vulnerable and asking for the support that you need and deserve. It means practicing self-compassion and looking at the relationships in your life and making sure they're healthy and looking for ways to reduce stress and nourishing your body. And there is so much more to (laughs) self-work. And self-work is oftentimes the hardest work, but it often leads to the biggest benefits, especially long-term benefits, much like that exposure work. And I really, really believe if you aren't supporting yourself in healthy ways, and if you don't have a healthy relationship with yourself, it's going to make any exposure work really challenging. So when people initially start working with me, whether it's through my program or my coaching, we most usually start with the self-work because what I often see is that people have been doing the exposure work, but it isn't helpful because their nervous system is so overwhelmed and they aren't supporting themselves in healthy ways. So doing exposure after exposure and forcing themselves is only leaving them feeling even more anxious and adding to the overwhelm. Maybe that sounds familiar to you. Or sometimes they've just been really focused on exposure work and they've made really good progress, but they're still feeling stuck and the anxiety is still lingering around and the fear is still pretty pretty there because they've been avoiding doing the self-work. So something really great about starting with self-work is that it really helps to calm and regulate your nervous system. It also helps to build trust within yourself and your body, which is so, so important. And it helps to equip you with the tools that you need in order to successfully do exposures. And I feel like it's really important for me to mention here that when you do work to create a healthy relationship with yourself, it actually helps to make exposure work more doable and more effective and honestly less hard. So to really jump in and answer the question of, do I have to do exposures in order to recover? I think you know what I'm going to (laughs) say. I say yes. Yes, of course you have to do exposure work in order to recover. But remember, exposure work really means practicing having a healthy response to that fear and that anxiety when it shows up. So something I want to talk about and I think is really important I always want to be honest, right, and tell you what my journey looked like, but I also, you know, don't want you to try to emulate my journey because it doesn't work. We're all different. We all require different approaches, and there is so much that is going to be helpful. 
But I want to share, I am very honest in the fact that I never did traditional exposure therapy. Like I didn't plan out exposures with my therapist. I didn't go out and do well mapped out exposures from week to week. I instead simply chose to do the things that I had to do and the things that I really wanted to do while focusing on having a healthy response to my anxious thoughts and to my feelings and to that fear. And for me, this was a game changer and something that really helped me immensely in my healing journey. I honestly can't tell you why. Like, uh, I had multiple therapists and nobody ever did traditional exposure therapy work with me. And I want to think maybe part of that was because they sort of knew, they knew me, they knew quite a bit about me, and they maybe knew it might not be the most helpful approach. And I'll share a little bit more about that in a minute. But I just want to call out here that I recognize this approach, what I did, you know, it doesn't work and isn't helpful for everyone. And this is another really important aspect of exposure therapy. And it's that it's very individualized and it looks differently for everyone. And it has to. Like some people thrive off of daily exposures, whether they're small or bigger or a mix while other people thrive off of focusing on doing the things they value without doing those daily planned out exposures, while other people thrive completely off of doing things on a whim. And this is just it. Exposure therapy works and is helpful if you design it in a way that feels good for you. Obviously, designing it with somebody that can help you to really design it in a way that will be helpful. And this all brings me to something important. Exposures don't have to look like maybe how you've heard they have to look. And maybe you've heard you have to go out and you have to drive every single day because that's the only way that you're going to get over driving anxiety. Or you have to go out and you have to do exposures no matter how you feel. And I think people hear this messaging, especially perfectionists and problem solvers and type A people like me, And this is where I was saying just a minute ago of, you know, sometimes this traditional exposure therapy doesn't work because if you're a perfectionist, if you're a problem solver, if you're a type A person, you can sometimes think, if I just do, right? If I just do exposures, if I just do them all the time, if I just do step A, B, C, if I just force myself, I'm going to get better. And unfortunately, this approach just doesn't work. And it can be especially ineffective for people who struggle with perfectionism and are problem solvers and are type A because you tend to think this is just like a problem I can solve. This is just a puzzle I have to put together. And if I do step A, B, C, D, I'm going to get better. And unfortunately, there needs to be more fluidity. Like you need to allow for things to look you know, an an ebb and flow. So this idea of you have to do exposures every single day. You have to get in the car every single day. You have to do exposures no matter how you feel. Like I really want you to take a step back. You know, I don't think that it's the most helpful messaging. I think you can design it in a way that feels good and works for you. And that's really important. And also a really big part of doing exposure work is actually doing it in a healthy way, right? A way that feels manageable in a way that feels good in a kind way. It's not about forcing. 
you know, I, I'm thinking right now of a student that I worked with a client, a one-on-one client actually, and she was on my podcast and I interviewed her and she said, you know, Shannon, I was doing exposures every single day. I was doing the things, but I wasn't making any progress and it was because I was forcing, I was doing everything in an unkind way. And just making subtle shifts and approaching things in a more kind, gentle way and just really changing it to work for her and and with her, it changed everything for her. So it's really about doing the exposures in a way that feels good for you. And it's not about taking on way more than you can currently tolerate. It's not about just fighting through the fear and doing it anyway. It's not about forcing You know, I think people can get so caught up in creating exposures and what they should look like and they end up creating exposures that are honestly unmotivating and boring and repetitive and just that forceful nature and also in no way tie back to their values and what they care about. And so it's no wonder you don't want to do them. You know, people will come to me and they've been doing work and they'll say, you know, I've just been going to Target every day or I've just been going to the grocery store. I've just been walking around my block. And I'm like, okay, no, we can do things differently. Let's do things differently because what you're telling me right now doesn't sound very motivating, doesn't sound like it feels good for you. And we can make it feel good for you even though obviously it's hard even though exposures quite honestly suck (laughs) they don't have to be terrible so something I really want to highlight here it's way more powerful to focus less on what you're doing and more about how you're responding to the fear to the anxious thoughts to the feelings It's way more powerful to focus on doing things you value or working toward doing the things you value and taking anxiety with you rather than continuing to fight it. I think it's way more powerful to design exposures in a way that feels good for you and doesn't just add more stress and overwhelm and anxiety on your plate. And I can tell you this, I've worked with many people who struggle with anxiety, panic, and agoraphobia, and we didn't put any focus on creating well-mapped out exposures and they've recovered. I've also worked with many people who did the self-work and then creating that healthy relationship with anxiety and fear became much easier and more enjoyable and we didn't have to go down this path of like okay now you have to do this and this and this and it really helped things to come together more smoothly. I've also worked with people who I've created those specific goals and plans with and who have put quite a bit of emphasis on exposure therapy and they've also recovered. I've also worked with people who have done a combination of all of this and they've recovered. So I don't want you to get sucked into the idea that exposure therapy has to look a certain way. You know, if somebody's saying it has to look this way, you have to do it this way, it's just not true. Exposure therapy is helpful when you allow yourself to be a part of the process, when you listen to yourself and you design it in a way that feels good for you with somebody that can help you do that work. So now I want to shift a little bit because I know you might be like, okay, I'm wanting to explore exposure therapy or I've been doing exposures and I haven't been finding it very helpful. I want to share some things with you that will be helpful and hopefully will help you to make some healthy shifts. So the first is if you've been feeling really anxious for a while, right? If you're feeling really anxious for most of the day, day to day, or you're experiencing panic attacks often, 
it'll be really helpful for you to slow down and practice supporting your nervous system, aka supporting yourself, right? Rather than just trying to force yourself to do exposure after exposure. This is where that self-work really comes into play in creating a healthy relationship with yourself. Number two, remember the intention of doing exposures, right? It's really to practice feeling, to practice allowing those emotions to be there. If you're resisting and you're fighting your anxious thoughts and feelings and that fear the whole while you're doing the exposures, it's not going to have the desired effect that you're hoping for. You're just going to be going through the motions and not really getting the benefit from it. You want the benefit from it. Number three, rather than immediately running when you start to feel really anxious or maybe you feel a panic attack coming on, practice staying. Practice staying with those feelings and resist doing anything with the feelings and with the thoughts, even if it's just for 10 seconds to start with. Like starting small, huge key, right? Number four, when you're doing exposures, practice really looking inward rather than outward. We tend to, when we're feeling anxious, when we're feeling a panic attack coming on, we tend to want to reach for people or to things or to fixes for that saving. And this really goes back to that number one, right? You don't want to be resisting the feeling. So practicing looking inward, hugely, hugely helpful. Number five, when you find that you still feel anxious while doing exposures, it's okay. Be compassionate with yourself. Try not to analyze. Try not to go down those rabbit holes and beat yourself up. Simply recognize that feeling anxious doesn't mean the exposure work isn't helping you heal. It actually means most of the time that you're doing the work and you're doing a good job and your brain is working really hard to create new and healthy pathways with that fear, with that anxiety, so that the anxiety isn't popping up unnecessarily. Number six and the last one. Don't expect that exposures are going to be the thing that leads to recovery. Remember, I've talked about this so much. We put so much weight on exposure work because I think there's just so much messaging out there. Face the fear. Do it anyway. You have to do this work every day. You you can't quit all this stuff. But there are so many other aspects and there are so many other tools on the healing journey that are going to help you. So... I really hope that this has given you a different perspective. I hope this episode helps to give you a healthy shift that you may really need. And if you're like, this has all resonated with me so much, Shannon, but I want more. Like I'm just, I'm trying and I want to do exposures. I want to face the fear. I want to create a healthy relationship with the fear and I want to create a healthy relationship with myself, but I just, I don't even know. I don't know what to do anymore. I really want you to check out my 10-week program, Panic to Peace, because the doors are open and it is so incredibly helpful. It's 10 weeks of support from me, and if you choose the live version of the program, you also get support from so many others who are on a similar journey as you, and we all work together to really create a healthy relationship with anxiety and that healthy relationship with yourself. And I promise what I teach is simple, it's practical, it's unique. It will give you so many different insights and perspectives and really help you to make so many healthy shifts. And it will really help you to live the life you want and deserve to live. So if you found this episode to be helpful, I would really appreciate it if you would share it with somebody, share it on social. And as always, I would love it if you could take a couple minutes to rate and review my podcast 
they mean so much to me. It's what helps me to reach and help more people. And I just appreciate you showing up for you and for being here and for doing this work. And I know it can feel so exhausting and tiring, but I promise you the small steps are leading to healing. They are actually making an impact. So until next time, my friend, keep taking healthy action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.